Jonah podcast sponsored by Flyro. Welcome to the Skinny Jean Gardener podcast. How are you all doing? Today on the podcast, we've got Mr. Stuart Jackson, Forest School teacher, where we talk about the benefits of getting kids into gardening. Plus, oh yes, plus, you can win yourself a Flymo Robotic. But first... Hello, human listener. The big Flymo Robotic giveaway. June. 2020 to win. Yo, what's happening, everyone? Welcome to Skinny Jean Gunner Podcast. I hope you're all wicked. Uh, great to have you here and hello to all you new listeners too it's been awesome thanks so much everyone that's been sharing the podcast and some of you have been getting the correct answer well done not you you, you got the wrong 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 he did hmm Sorry about that. Uh, but you guys uh, can obviously take part. Thanks so much also for your support in the little bit of a change around in the schedule. I uh, hope you enjoy. I got loads of messages from Monday's podcast. So thanks so much to everyone that listened to that. But what's going on with Lee? Uh, today, though, we've got a great podcast. Now, you may have heard this man on the phone-ins before. He's been, there's a few, a few little uh, phone-in bits with Mr. Stuart Jackson. Seven, Miss Jackson! Oh, I am a gardener. And you may have heard him as well on the Veg Grower podcast too. He's, a, he's becoming a little bit of a legend, isn't he? Uh, but I've known Stuart for, for quite a while now. And we've had his school on Ashton Keene's school. And uh, actually, I think they might be bringing their own podcast out, inspired by probably Richard. But anyway, got him on the podcast. Finally, this is almost half a chat because... We got an hour in and I was like, wow, that is, we've talked about so much to it. We could definitely do a part two. So if you fancy a part two after listening to this, please do. Stuart is a forest school teacher at Ashton Keene School. The school you may know, we've done a lot with on the podcast uh, from the Malvern show, RHS Malvern. Uh, they did a couple of gardens, which we've covered on this podcast uh, and I've known Stuart a good few years now and he's a great person to bounce ideas off of he's a great person to call in on the podcast uh, and he's just an amazing teacher with such an amazing spirit to get kids gardening to get them out there just to get them enjoying the outdoors and I had to get him on had to get him to chat about it because his passion really is incredible and we went to go and visit him uh, for the school tour, the 10,000 kids school tour we did. And the kids were great there. The only school that sung Happy Birthday. So, bonus points to them. Uh, but it was just so great to uh, to speak to him about this and just really get on audio. Because we've had a lot of little clips from Stuart over the past few years from the phone and stuff. But just really get down and chat about why he does it. And, you know, why he enjoys it and, and what it does for the children. So, look, I'm going to stop rambling on here, guys. Let's get into it. Press play. Cha, 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 cha. The Garden Chit Cha, 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 cha. cha. The Garden Chit Cha. Are you by now?
I doubt it. <laughs> um, you're so you're a forest school teacher. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, go on. No, it's all right. Go on. Okay, crack on, mate. I did it about um, fifteen years ago, before it became fashionable. Um, I worked at a nursery, and working with six or seven ladies that didn't want to go outside because the rain might mess your hair up. I don't have that problem. So um, it sort of it snowboarded from just learn, just being outside with the children to wanting to do more with them, um, more educational stuff, but outside. Why can't I do what they're doing indoors, outside? And then I sort of Googled fire school because I'd heard about it on the grapevine. And um, I went to or went through Bridgewater College to do my training. And a bloke called um, John Blaney was the lecturer. He was just so inspiring, just really passionate about his subject. Um, and then sort of the rest is history, really. I, I did sort of eight or nine years in the nursery. No, 12 years in the nursery. Um, and then I sort of outgrew the nursery. I, we did Chelsea Flower Show with them. Which was a bit of a bit of a highlight for me, really. Um, but then it, I didn't felt I didn't feel like I got the support. Yeah. Um, so there was a job advertised at Ashton Ashton School. I went over and had a look. If you've met the head, you know what she's like. She's absolutely bonkers, <laughs> and she sold the school to me. Um, and she just said, "When I." As I left, she said, you are going to apply for the job, aren't you? And I hadn't even, I sort of thought about it. I thought, no, I'll stay where I am. You know, I know what I'm doing. And anyway, she rang me that afternoon to say, "I've what your application's got to be in by Monday. <laughs> so that, that was the Friday. And I hadn't done a CV for a, a long time. So I did a CV, chucked it, chucked it in, got an interview and got the job. And I've been there six years now and loving every minute of it. Wow. Um, I get to get to go out to, outside every day with the reception class, and then I get to go outside again in the afternoon with the older ones, and it's just lush. Yeah, oh, you know, to do do what I do, it's a bit like you. Know, you do what you love. Yeah. You you know, if you did it for the money, I'm in the wrong job. <laughs> um, I can I can do the planning. So if I want to do gardening this week, I do gardening. If I want to make a bird feeder, I make a bird feeder. You know, it's 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 what I make it really. And the children are now helping me with the planning. So they can, the, today's forest school session, they will plan for their next one in three four weeks time. Mm-hmm. So they know what they're doing in three weeks time. So it's 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 fab. Is, is that generally the same for all forest school teachers that they they've sort of got the reign of? T- Hold on, so I'm so sorry, Stuart, and I wait there. Hello there, human listener of the Skinny Jean Garner podcast, the best podcast in the world. You are here to win a Flymo robotic change the way you garden forever. Did you get the clue last week? Well done, you. Unlucky you. Please choose. This week's clue 
two is a piece of audio from the Garden Celebrity. Do you know who it is? Let's hear the audio from the Garden Celebrity. I'd like to make a plea to you to look again at the beauty of begonias. Who is that? All you have to do to enter is share the podcast with the name of the garden celebrity at the end of June 2020 we will put all the correct answers into a robot hat and you yes you could be having a flamo robotic in your garden this summer competition ends June 2020 That is so lush. <laughs> so, so lush. It's you know, nice. mine are 18 and 21, mate. I don't get that anymore. It is nice. <laughs> it's really, it's a really <laughs> difficult balance at the moment. <laughs> at the moment. Please, please don't apologise because that is so lush that she wants to play with Daddy, you know? <laughs> He's cute. She is better. Oh. Um, I can't remember. What was I, what was I just about to No, answer? no, you said about other fire school leads. Um, yeah. uh, do they have the same sort of flexibility as I do? Yeah, that's uh, it. They, I would say n- no. Um, Sam, my head is amazing. When I when I first took the job, I didn't know that she was going to make a fire school there. She, I just went for the TA's job in the morning, so I just I was just going to work five mornings a week, do a couple of lunches, and then go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've been in a couple of weeks. And she said, could you do a fire school session on a Tuesday afternoon for me? Yeah, not a problem. We'll run it for a month and see what happens. Yeah. And then within three weeks, a governor had come and done a fire school session with me and said, this has got to be bigger. We've got to do it more. We've got, you know. Um, so the next meeting I was Sam was, I want two afternoons a week. Can you do planning for two afternoons a week? Yeah, not a problem. And she said, I don't want to be involved with it. I want you to run it. So you you do what you think is right, because that's your field and not mine. Um, so you know what. Then I said to her about doing Malvern Show, and she's just go with the flow, Stu, go with the flow. <laughs> and it's you've got to have that head, or if you're not dealing with the head, the deputy or the, the class teacher, you've got to have that flexibility. Mm-hmm. And I have that in reception. So um, on, a, on a Monday morning, I go in, I read the planning, and then there's my names, and there's, it's just blank. Right. <laughs> there's nothing there. So I've then got to adapt the indoor planning for Ape Side. And I think for an outdoor educator, that's brilliant, because you can, I can, if we came to 10, I could get a packet of seeds out. I can go and get some sticks. I can get some leaves. I can get anything to do that same activity rather than using counters. Yeah. And the kids remember the bit when they get a hammer and, or a saw and they cut a stick or a pair of sectors and cut a stick. They don't remember a piece of paper and a pencil. 
No. They remember when they were allowed to use their secateurs for the first time, or they use using a hammer or a saw for the first time. Um, and I know when you come down and I had the electric saw out, and you looked as scared as the teacher. <laughs> Did I? Was my face just showing it that much, was it? <laughs> yeah. But that teacher's quite young, and she's just got to learn to trust me. Yeah, yeah. And she will. She has now. She's done Malvern. She's, she's seen how it works, and she sees that she now I work. And I don't put the kids at any risk. So if they've got electric saw in their hand or electric drill, my hand is over their hand. Yeah. And I'm, I'm technically, I'm probably doing the work, but they think they're doing the work. So they're getting the experience. Okay, it comes back to them. It always comes back to their memories, doesn't it? Like yeah. They're 100%. Have you, actually, have you ever had like that electric saw sort of thing? Have you ever had parents come in and be like, little Johnny's come back and said he was using an electric saw yesterday? What the hell? I've had a few parents come back and said, my kids have got dirty clothes. My kids got dirty face. But I think most of the parents are really up for it. And really, and because I come with quite a good reputation and I, I don't like blowing my own trumpet, but as I come from a nursery and I've been there a long time, because we're quite a small community, they knew who I was. So they knew that Mr. Jackson's coming to Ashton, that the buzz was there for forest school before I knew about I was doing forest school. Yeah. <laughs> so they knew about what Sam's plans were before I did. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've had a couple of parents have a go at me about dirty clothes. I, I, the first week I was at Ashton, the first forest school session I did at Ashton, one of the teachers absolutely tore into me for, get, for letting them get dirty faces. But what she didn't realise was the chair of the governors was around the back of the playroom. <laughs> and he had been with me all afternoon. And he wanted to sit, because he said to me that day, what are we doing? I said, we're, bit, we're den building and um, I want to do the watering can tricks. So we build a den and we put a watering can over the top, see if they get wet or not. It was a lovely day. And, of course, the water makes puddles, which makes mud, and they did signs on their face. Perhaps they shouldn't have done it. Perhaps I should have been a bit more. But it's mud at the end of the day. They get a flannel, they can get a cloth, they can wash it off. Yeah. You know, your skin is waterproof. If you've got a gauging cut, it's different. You have to be a bit sensible. Um, Even I'm sensible sometimes. But after that incident... Me and that teacher sort of fell out for a few weeks. And then I went in and I, when it was her class's turn again for forest school, I sort of said to her, look, forest school is about getting dirty. I, I know where you're coming from. I know where your concerns are, but they will get more germs off their laptop than they will outside. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, you know, it's been proven there's more germs on a laptop than there is a toilet seat. Really? So, Yeah. Clean my laptop. Yeah, so clean, <laughs> clean your laptop. Um, so we get on fine now. We get on fine. She very rarely comes out, but she just lets me do my lesson. Normally I have a teacher, and if there's a class TA, I have a class TA, and then I have Lisa with me as well, my, my assistant. So there's four of us with 30 children. So if I'm getting the tools out, I have two groups. I have a group of doing a less a less 
dangerous activity then. And then I'll have the ones that are doing the tall work with me, close with me. So it's like a one-to-one. Yeah. You know, they built their own mid- mud kitchen and that's reception. That's not class six building it for reception. Class R built their own mud kitchen. That's amazing. You know, and they will remember that. They will remember that. I use Mr. Jackson's saw, right? And I'm, I do, I, I'm sort of, um, if I drop my knife, I'll do it on purpose and I'll leave it open. Yeah. And I want them to scream at me that I've dropped my knife. Yeah. So that they know that that is dangerous and they don't touch it. No. And I would deliberately put it down for them to shout at me to pick it back up again. So they get in their head that things are dangerous. It's like if we're in the fire, they know they don't come to the fire circle unless they're invited. So, and you've just got to manage them risks. And if you manage the risk, risks properly, the memories are better, they're far better. And it's sort of, yeah. I'm like you, it's all about making a little memory that they can take and share when they're an adult and they can do that same activity with their child. Yeah. Definitely, it's, you you could you would almost be seen as a bit of a rebel amongst the education system, but the respect the children have for you is incredible. Yeah, I, I've always said, even when I did did um, the nursery, it's got to be the children that you're there for. You're not there to make yourself a hero or or whatever you want to, you know, a best teacher in the world or whatever. If you don't have any children to teach, you're not a teacher. Yeah. You're just a bloke stood in the corner, you know. And I've probably told you this before, but when I was at the nursery, I had a beautiful garden at the nursery, all lovely rows, just like my garden at the back. And a parent put their arm around me and said, Mr. Jackson, your garden is gorgeous. Yeah. And I went, but it's not my garden, it's the children's garden. This was quite early on in my career. Um, and I said, it's the children's garden. She said, but it's not. It's not, Stuart. It's not the children's garden because it's too straight. It's too uniform. From then on, I learned that it's it's not what I want. It's what they want. So if they want to put a marigold next to a broad bean or, you know, they want to put a sunflower in the completely the wrong place in the shade, you let them do it. And they learn from that experience. Yeah. You know, so it's not, I, I try and like you, you probably know, but if the cameraman comes into school for anything, I get out the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about, it's, it's, I just want the kids to enjoy that lesson as much as they can. And you're not going to, I'm not going to teach, I'm not going to reach every child, but if I can reach 90% of them or even 50% of them, I've yeah. done my job. It's, it's, you know, like I say, it's really interesting. Like, I've been to your school. Is it only maybe three three times I've been to your school, or just twice? Can't remember. Twice, I think. Just twice for me. Yeah, I, I was going to have you down again this year, but as it is, it probably won't work out what we wanted to do. But we will arrange another one next year, mate. Next year, don't worry. Um, yeah, but I always love coming down because I learn so much from from what you do with the kids, and and it is about that freedom, even as a parent. I'm like, and I, you know, I'm I go around talking about it on stage about letting kids do what they want. But as a parent, sometimes you, there's there's no stopping that urge to try and control it. Um, but it is, but it makes such a better experience for them to just say, "There you go, away you go." But yeah, even when I was at nursery, you know, you're dealing with three year old, four year olds. I still took my 
battery drill over there. They still grabbed all of my battery drill with me and built things. Um, we made bird boxes. We made, in, you know, and we would drill, put the screws in. I'd start them off. They would grab old and they, and they think they'd made it. And it's all about letting them have a go and feel part of it. Because if, I don't know, I, I don't know how you work with Olive, or, but if Olive plants that seed, she will look after that seed. Yeah. If you say, well, sorry, Olive, I'll do it for you because I'm quicker. It's not Olive. It doesn't become Olive's anymore. It becomes yours. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you've got to let them take ownership of whatever activity you're doing. It's got to be their activity and you just got to be there really as a guide, as a, as, as guiding them in the right direction. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully they do it right. And if they don't, they've learned from it. You know, it's, I've, I'm learning so much this this year, this last six weeks about vegetables and stuff that I've I've known I've grown things in the wrong place over the years and think oh, that's not grown now why not everything else is growing why? and and it's about putting the right thing in the right place but the children don't know that so they've got to learn that like same as I have so if they put I don't know anything in the wrong place. They learn from it. Or if they sow a seed at the wrong time of the year, does it really matter? It's a packet of seeds. Mm. You know, they've learned from it. You know, it's it's like did we. The thing that annoys me with education and gardening is re, it's like they need to know the life cycle. So we all they go and buy a packet of raw bean seeds or runner bean seeds, and they put them in a plastic bag and they stick them on the window in the classroom. That's their gardening done for the year. Um, what have they learned? That the seed of germinate in the sun and a bit of water. They don't even get to eat the runner bean at the end. No, it's just you know, just it, I I did a great experiment class R last year. We did we brought bean seeds and we sown them in five different medium. Right. Which one grows the best? We had a cup of water. We had an empty cup with nothing in it at all. Tissue paper, soil, and sand. Yeah. Which one, and we water them all the set every day. Which one grows the best? And they all, again, a lot of them did took that home and did it again yeah. and showed their parents. That's the thing, isn't it? And that's, that's the best. And that's what we want. 100%. You know, I've got five, a five year old sending me videos of him deadheading the, the plants with a pair of secateurs. That's brilliant, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, it just good blew video, me man. away, really. Really good video. Did you see it? Yeah, did he send it to you? Oh, it was lush, little George. He's, I know he's an exception because he's an outdoor boy. He comes from a farm environment. so. But he didn't sit in the classroom, so he does most of his learning with me outside. Yeah. So. The thing, the thing with what you do, the thing is what, with what you do, and any, any school that gets gardening involved in education is you're sort of like the epicentre of that child's garden adventure because what they'll do is then take that back to the the home which you know mm. not not there's a big percentage of families that don't do much gardening with their kids no. um but because of what you're doing they're going home and saying look we've done this today i want to do it in my own garden and then that's getting yeah. the, fa- the, the wider family involved as well yeah it, i people keep putting obstacles in the way as well I, about oh we can't do that because it doesn't link to the curriculum or it doesn't I had a look when I knew I was going to talk to you I had a look about what we could learn about just by say planting a potato yeah 
Where did the potatoes come from? We could look into history. We could do a history subject on it. Where, when did they first come to the UK? Who brought them in? You know, and then you, then you can do the sciencey bit. Then you can do a, a diary entry. So you, you're covering diary entries, which is in the curriculum. Then you can do, a, you know, um, a picture and you can label it, which is in the curriculum. So there's so much that you can do by just growing a potato. Yeah, exactly. And there's so many companies out there offering to give schools potatoes every year. You can get bags of potatoes every year to grow. You can get seeds if you're canny like me and write to the seed companies. So there's no excuse not to do it. No. And it, it, it's the obstacles that are put in the way and not being done by people say, oh, well, government say this is the curriculum, which is a load of rubbish as far as I'm concerned. You can interpret that curriculum how you want to interpret that curriculum. So if you want to do a little bit of history, you don't have to do it a whole week. You just do one afternoon on the potato. Where did it come from? And you could get so much writing out of that. And, you know, obviously you do maths as well. You know, you could even do space, the spaces. You know, hey, which area do we need for that one potato seed? Yeah. So there's lots of stuff you can get into it. So but, it's like for me and Olive, we sowed some uh, runner beans. And from mm. that, we got mathematics. We got a little bit of science. In, I mean, she was only four and a half, bless her. But yeah. I tried to get a bit of science in there. And she got did learned how to write the word and how, how to, uh, like, um, handwriting. Like, there's so many different things yeah. that people don't think that, that that can be created around it. No, because we all live, well, with the exception of me and you, because we've got gardens, but we all live in these little box houses with hardly any garden. And I think that's the problem. That when we're building now, we're not thinking about, right, I've got, I'm getting married, I've got no kids at the moment, I only need, you know, a little bit of garden. Then two kids come along, you realise your garden isn't as big as you think it is. And then, I don't know, I think we're cutting our nose off the spot of our face by cramming as many houses in as we can. We haven't got the space to garden, and the allotments, I don't know what they're like around your way, but the allotments around our way get shut down quite quick if they're not used. Yeah, exactly. It happens a lot around here. Um, but the, they don't advertise when they're free. If you know what I mean? So they're, not, they're not advertising they're free, so ADPCs will know they're free. I only know, when we got our allotment, I mean, we've not got it anymore, but when we had it, we found out from a friend of a friend, and like I say, it's <clears> advertised a lot. But I think with the housing thing, I think um, that is always going to be the way it is now. Unfortunately, it's all about yeah. it's all about money, money. Yeah. Uh, but that does make your job even more important because you are going to be the only point of call for gardening and getting outside. Yeah, yeah. I I, I know where you come from. I do. I I love what I do. Um. And now we've got this gardening bug at school. I've got a lot of the teachers on board now. It's taken me all these this five years to get them on board. But now we're going to set up our own shop to sell our produce. Okay. That's our aim. By it, that was our aim this year. We were going to sell our sell our plants, plant in the in the school gardens. But what we had surplus is we would sell to the community. And it's sort of stopped a little bit i bought a few plants home to pot up and put on my table to sell for school but i want to do it so it happens every week so people know on a friday the plant tables out bring your money nice. um and then the children can run the shop as well 
So, and this is why I wanted to do a blog with them or a podcast or whatever. I haven't sort of decided what yet, um, but it'd probably be a podcast so that they can decide what the podcast is, the content for the podcast. They can record it. They can edit it. They, and it's all educationally based. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to have to do it in Gardening Club. Um, but it's got to be led by them. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a, I'm quite happy to do the first podcast with them, introduce the introduce everything, and even be on it now and again with them, or me ask the questions, whichever. Um, but I want them to take ownership of it and run with it. Because also, if, it, just, if, if, you, if you do most of the work for it, it's like anything, it's like garden, if, we'll go back to that thing again, where if you do most of the work for it, they're not going to care about it as much. They're not going to come in no. and say, can we do it, please, please. But if they're part yeah. of it, if they're, they're the main, if without them, it doesn't happen, then yeah. they're going to care about it more. Well, I just think it would help if, God forbid, I leave, if they've got podcasts they can look back on, what did we do in January? What did we do in February? What did we do in March? And it's it's not the much April, May, June. It's the November, December, January, the quiet months. Yeah. What do we do in the garden? Because yeah. we've all got to do them boring jobs. We've all got to put the muck in. We've all got to dig it in. Um, well, unless you do no dig like Rich. But I've, I've, I am considering having a no dig bed to see the difference. It's a good thing. Um, It'd be good for them to see as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. But I want... <laughs> it's really hard because it's a bit of a pun, but I like to plant the seed and let them come up with the idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, so that's my sort of... I would like to do. Yeah. But it is. It's You have to lead them to a certain extent. But it's like, you know, I put the pot seeds go on the table and it's like, what do you, what would you like to plant today? And I don't say to them, it's it's March, you can't play on that. It's, that's supposed to be planted in January or July. I let them decide it. They've got to learn to read the packet, the same as me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've made them mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Um, we all have, haven't we? Oh, oh, mate, I still do it now. <laughs> and the day we stop learning is the day I give up. Yeah, that's, that's the way I look at it. Well, that's not fun if you're not learning, learning all the time. It just gets a bit no. repetitive, doesn't it? Um, yeah. You got involved this uh, last year, was it? Were you involved the year before as well in Mulvern? Yeah. Two years you don't know. I've done. I've done three Mulverns. Yeah. I just put the charge in my phone. Yeah, I've done three Mulverns. I did one at the nursery. So we did Chelsea one year, and I went, never doing that again. And tell, then, tell us about your Chelsea. You can't just drop Chelsea and not, not talk about it. Uh, I was approached by... Oh, me phone, sorry. I was approached by that man you love, David Domney. Oh, yeah. Via email, it wasn't... Um, and said, would your... Because he didn't even realise there was a difference, I don't think, between preschool and school. Would your school be interested in submitting some plants for Chelsea? And we all had a natter as a team and went, oh, it'd be good fun. Really good fun, that would, wouldn't it? Yeah. Right, Stu, that's your pigeon. <laughs> so I, so my dad gave me a suitcase, a really old vintage suitcase, um, probably worth 100 quid or so, but I didn't know that at the time. So we decided that was going to be our garden because it was. I could put it on the table, the children could do it, it was the right height. 
Um, so we, I said to the, I did exactly the same as I did at, at Ashton. I put the seeds on the table. What do you want to plant? Of course, we had runner beans, ball beans, lettuces. Anyway, so we planted this suitcase up. Beautiful it was, and they did pictures to go on the back of the suitcase. And then I took a picture of it and submitted it. And the lady that run it, I think it was Miracle Grow, I think at the time, said, "Could you make a scarecrow?" With the children, would that be okay? So we sort of did a little, for hands out, I don't know, audio, um, sort of 18-inch scarecrows. We did three because it was the 100 years of some, oh, it was suffragettes. Right. It was the year of the 100 years of suffragettes. So we did three scarecrows in purple and yellow. I've got photographs somewhere. So we did that. The kids did them with Rachel, which was another lady that worked there. She, she enjoyed sewing. So the kids actually sewed the material and made the scarecrows and we had to then get that picked up by miracle grow they come and picked it up and that was the center of their garden for the year so that got silver gill wow that's well cool yeah that was my, that was my first gardening endeavor really <laughs> um but as, as you know i don't know create is the wrong word but as like the lead of the project they give me a couple of tickets to go up so I went up on the Saturday. Um, I'd never go again. <laughs> oh, it was fine when I was the right side of the barrier yeah. when you were doing the talking to the public. That was fine. I hated that as it as it happens. But I did my air on the stall and then walked round. But m- I think me and my wife went and we'd left by three o'clock. And I love gardens. And I just one. couldn't. But you, you've been, you know what it's like. I've been on both sides of it, both sides of it, mate. The press day's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. The other but day, I didn't get to go press day. Yeah, the other days <laughs> day, are, are hectic. I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a tough one with your old Chelsea. I like it, but... Um... You see far more on Garda's World. Well, that's the one thing. I was speaking to Rich the other day, I think, about this. And I said... Um, I know we're going off topic a bit, but I was putting, right. I was saying um, I don't understand all the people standing there taking photos when it's going to be on Garden's World. You could be able to see amazing pictures on there. Yeah, and if you did what I did, where I was part of a team, like there was a part of a, I think there was 12 schools involved. Yeah. We all got sent a Silver Gilt medal. We all got sent pictures so I didn't even take my camera on the Saturday. <laughs> you know, um, I, we went and got a drink and it was like 7.50, you know, and for a Coke, you know, and I'm thinking, hang on a minute. I know it's London, but this is silly. Chelsea, mate. Chelsea. So we went down, went back down to Victoria and got a coffee for like two quid. There you go. <laughs> a little tea. You know? <laughs> uh, but then, um, so you must And, and then I did. Malvern. I did Malvern there as well. Yeah, I did Malvern there as well. That was interesting, doing that with young children. So that was before I, um, before I met you? Yeah, that, that was about, um, what was the subject? I can't remember the subject, but we had our garden was split in two. So one side was before the Education Act, and one garden was after the Education Act. And it was basically trying to show that before the Education Act, gar- your, gar- your family garden was full of vegetables and chickens and it was a bit like the one we did this year, really, um, or last year. It had um, a mixture of vegetables and flowers 
and it had wildlife in it as well. So you had your chickens and your pigs and um and then the other side was like it is now, it was all done with a nice deck chair and a few flowers, but it was all about relaxation rather than creativity. Yeah. Um but they absolutely slated it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they they didn't get it. They 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 didn't get the link between the two gardens. But I think um how can I say this nicely? Before Mark come on board, Mark Harwood Brain, yeah. um, they didn't look at it as a school project. Right. They looked at it as a show garden. And I think you've got to give the children a little bit of respect because they can only do so much, mm. especially when they're, you know, under five. You've got to say and most of the work and hands up most of the, the actual physical work were done by adults but the growing were done by the children yeah but you can't prove it or i at that time i didn't realize that you had to do a whole diary of like i do now you do a book of all your pictures your journey then um and then we did that and preschool went we're not doing that again it's too much hassle yeah. so it's fine it's, it's absolutely fine you have to have everybody on board or it's not worth it um and then we did it i've done two at ashton we did the no three we did wallace and gromit did you see that one Mm, i don't think so wallace and gromit it was um i think space was the subject so we did wallace and gromit grand day a so half the garden was wallace's garden and the other half was on the moon Cool. And I know where we went wrong there. We never had enough planet on the moon. Right. Because okay. we thought, well, there's nothing on the moon, is there? You know, so we put a few succulents around and that was it. Um, but they didn't get the toaster. They didn't get the – that was one of the remarks on the marking was they didn't get the relevance of the toaster. Oh, come on. And, awesome. Yeah, if you, yeah, exactly. So we planted strawberries in a toaster and they didn't get the relevance. That sort of upset – that really upset me, actually, that – that sort of knocked me back a bit that day. Um, but I didn't go for the judging that day. I got out of the judging for some reason. Right. And I think, um, but as you know, the judges talk to the, the children, not the adults. Yeah. So, and then the following year we did Isambard Kingdom Brunel. So that was, we had a steam train and it looked like the Titanic, but it was supposed to be the SS Great Britain, okay. Clifton Suspension Bridge. Um, that was really good. I was quite pleased with that. I was really quite pleased. But the, the one we did last year was by far the best garden I've ever been involved with. It was pucker. Oh, I was, and I shouldn't admit this on audio, but I cried that day. <laughs> cried like a baby. I was so proud of the children. Yeah. Um, and then having going back to school with the top not we didn't I did win best in show but we got the best we could we wish for mm-hmm. and then you get brought up in all front of all the parents as being singled out as the like the head of the department like I don't know department's the wrong word the head of the team and the parents the, the hall just went oh I, I left and cried and cried <laughs> to me ages calm down the parents were just so proud of the kids and me and and it 
And as I kept trying to say to Sam, it's not me. It's the whole team. It's the, you know, you've seen us there. It wasn't just me there every day. Everybody took their turn. And it was it was just the whole experience for me was just brilliant. Yeah. Because the children went, interacted with the with the public. Um, and to me, to stand back and watch the children interact with the with the public was just that's to me that's what my job's all about getting giving them the confidence to talk about what they've done so passionate and you it. yeah you brought um so her name's gone completely the one that works with alan and the young lady oh francis francis and they talked to her and and to for me that was and there was a, an old lady come and she obviously does the show gardens every year and the kids gardens every year. And she sent us an email to say how fantastic the kids were. Yeah. And that makes me, then I've done my job. I can stand back and think, well, I've done what, done what I'm paid to do. Definitely. And I've done it. I've, um, <laughs> I've had a, hundred, a lot more interaction with your school than any other, other schools. But as an example of how schools should do school show gardens, you guys are, are definitely up, up there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, the only thing I will say, and and Sam knows I disagree with it. Year six are not allowed to be involved. Why is that? Uh, be, because of their year is so crammed. Right. It's it's two weeks before Sats, um, so they are cramming for that last sort of four weeks, five weeks before the Sats. They are cram, cram, cram everything in. Yeah. So they're not available to be used. Uh, the Wallace and Gromit Garden, I used them to do all the painting and all the building at school. And then the teacher found that they, I was taking to make too much. Right. Um, it's, really, it's a really tough one, that, isn't it? It's like... It is. You've got to get the education balance and the enjoyment. You know, it's like where my kids went to school, they did a festival called WOMAD. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a music festival. World dance and I don't know. Some it's really big. It's a really big festival. You know, you get thirty, forty thousand people there every week, like every day of the weekend. And my kids' school start the festival. They go on stage oh, and sing. Yeah, it is breathtaking. Um, but they do that, and it's after sats. And for six weeks, they do rehearsals every day. So. <laughs> I think if, if if it was something like that yeah. that was gets the the press coverage, I think they'd probably be allowed to do it, and that's the difference. It's really hard, yeah. um, but you know I've just got to be accepting. I've got to do. I've got to use with what I've got, and if if it's you know what R to five, then I use every class I can and every child I can. But we never force them to do it if they don't want to do it. Be involved with it. They can. We I'll find something else to do. Yeah. You know, we do, you know, we, we were this year, luckily, we'd had a year off. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to um, ask you. I, you said you were going to have a year off anyway this year. Of, yeah. Does that mean you'll be back but next year? I, no. <laughs> the year after. No, the year after. Because of, because of what's happened, our building work is behind. Right. Our builders' work's got stopped. So we haven't got the space at the moment to grow everything and to do everything. Once the building work's finished, I will have time and space to do it. Um, but Sam, unbeknown to me, she decided we were having two years off. Um, 
But it's good because that fresh people up again. But I think and we, the team that I work with wanted, once we start again, we want to do it every other year. Yeah. Because I think every year for a primary school is quite hard. It's intense. Because you, you suck from the same people every time. Yeah, of course, yeah. Because you only, obviously you only get the really passionate ones that want to do it. Um, so it's... I've just got to accept what I'm given, really. And But if I have my way, we will be there next year. And I won't give in. I, I haven't given in yet. <laughs> it's not over yet. <laughs> yeah, it's not, no, the, no, it's not over yet. Um, but, you know, you've... Go on. No, go on, mate. You have to you. No, it's just I've just got to accept sometimes, accept that boundaries are put in my way. And I've... I've just got to find a way of getting around them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I definitely, I, I love um, hearing what you get up to because it is really inspiring to see, well, it's even just to see the kids get involved. I think it's, it's an incredible thing. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, I wish I did it when I was at school. Uh, we're going to be so lucky with our new build, though, because we're going to have a what they call a learning hub in it. Wow. So I'm going to be sold out one afternoon a week. And teachers from other schools are going to come in and hopefully get the passion that I've got and transfer it to them to show that what we do. So now I'll do videos of, say, a fire school lesson or a garden lesson and we'll show them and then we'll say, look, this is how you can get it into your school. This is how you can work. And there is talk about inviting you in a couple of times a year on them hub days to put your side of the – not just – we want, like, a parent's – an independent parent's point of view, but also somebody like you that's really keen to get it out there, get it into schools. And it's just finding a way of getting into that school or a school. Yeah. Because I think me and you both, you know, two years ago, or even for me, probably 10 years ago, I wanted in a national curriculum. Mm. And it's taken me a long time to work out. It's not going to happen. But you could get it in in other ways. You could feed little bits in, like I said about the the potatoes. You could feed, you know, wire carrots orange. You know, you could give the children even a homework challenge once a term to to ask them to, you know, investigate things. You know, where did tomatoes come from? What's the where did the tomatoes originate from? Where do gladiolas originate from? You know what I mean? It's there's lots of things we could do to make it easier and more more accessible then for more schools and for resources for the teachers really isn't it to get yeah because they, because you know there's a big <clears throat> big percentage of teachers that are not gardeners so when they're yeah that's put on them they're like oh crikey another thing to to deal with but this is where i think me and you could get together and uh, i've probably mentioned this before you could write a proper book like an educational book rather than your book is brilliant don't get me wrong it's brilliant um but i could do the lesson plan or the risk assessment you could say right i want this school this today's lesson is going to be all about broad beans yeah now i could then take that broad bean and look at the curriculum what what can we learn from it then i could do that bit and do the risk assessment and put it all together into one book i think that's what it needs definitely man i think that that with this over time that's going to have to happen because yeah you're gonna have to do a series of books because you could even i say stupid but you could go from the a and go to the z yeah you know (laughs) you could because every of we all eat different vegetables we all eat different foods we all like different flowers yeah so 
if we put like the basics, you know, tomatoes, chilies, potatoes, not everybody want to grow them. No, I see. But if you if you give everybody options what they could grow, or you just did sections, you know, like um, but and you've got to learn to grow what <coughs> is going to be harvested when you're at school. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. We've all done it. We've all planted stuff, and then oh. It's July. We're on holiday for six weeks. That's the biggest thing. You come back. Schools. That's the hardest thing. That's always the seems to be the. the yeah. I say that to, to schools, and they're like, "Well, we're off for six weeks," and I'm, I'm in my head. I'm thinking, "Well, yeah, that's just. I mean, that's just a challenge you've got to try and sort out." <laughs> yeah, but how do schools manage? Well, I did before. Well, I was before we had chickens. Yeah. Somebody had to go in and feed the chickens every weekend. Normally, it was me, but. You know, Sam's talked about having chickens at school, but if we have chickens, you've got to, they've got to be looked after at weekends. They've got to be, you know, unless you've got an endless pot of money where you can have the doors open on, in the morning and shut at night, but then how do you know that all the chickens have gone in? Um, so there are ways around things. Always, I don't have problems, I have solutions. That's so that's, that's my that's my mantra, really. There's no such thing as a problem. No, there isn't. And I never say to the children that's wrong. No. Because it, it, it's not wrong in their eyes. No. You might think, oh, they've made a mistake there, but they haven't. They're going to learn from that mistake. And as long as we don't make the same mistake over and over and again, and I think, you know, I think we can get there. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Well, I, I could literally chat to you for hours, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's. I've got so much to do. I tell you, <laughs> my greenhouse is calling me, but I can wait. No, that's all right, so mate. what? We, we can do a part. You know, we must get our heads together though for a book. It might. We must. I think it's. A, I, I remember you talking about it before, and we will. I think it's definitely mm. needed. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's <clears throat> there's plans that I've talked to you um, privately about stuff that we. <laughs> We'll be doing the yeah. future, but that def- that's definitely a, um, what we we can be looking at for sure. If you yeah. can help, uh, it, we need we need. To, I'm it, it scares me that we're going to have a whole generation of children that can't grow. Yeah, you know, I was as a kid, I was forced to weed the strawberries, and I think that put me off till I was mid thirties. To go back to it, yeah, and we, I think, a lot of people in my generation had that—that that they were before you went out and played, you had to do a job in the garden. Yeah, um, but now we haven't gone. But you know, <laughs> but I'm in, in negotiations of making my garden bigger. So oh. my veg patch. <laughs> oh, <crikey. laughs> Don't go too big too soon, mate. My biggest tip. <laughs> well, no, but you need to prep. I don't, I don't want to sew any more this year, but I want to prep for next year so it's ready. I get that. I get that. Yeah. Oh. Well, nice one, Steve. Thanks uh, so much for being on the podcast, man. No problem at all, mate. No problem at all. Go and play with Olive and have fun. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, mate. That's a good book, I could tell you, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but now, skinjingar.co.uk. <laughs> That's it. Available now, Amazon. All right, cheers, dude. I'll speak to you later, mate, all right? And there, everyone, there we have the Mr. Stuart Jackson. Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying, Lee, we need more. We need more, Stuart. And 
if we get enough people saying it, we're 100% get more Jackson. Sam is Jackson on the podcast, if you fancy it. Uh, but I just love his passion. I just love how he talks about getting the kids out there in the gardens. And I've been to their school, and they're fantastic. The head teachers are brilliant. All the teachers are behind it, and that's what you want. That's really what you want. Before this whole lockdown craziness happened, uh, we were so on the on the right road. We did the tour, and um, which was great, inspiring all those kids. And we had so much planned with the schools, and obviously has changed a little bit. We're going to have to talk a little bit more about how that's going to change over the coming years because it's not so easy as we we've planned it to be. But um. But yeah, I mean, Stuart's a big person, which is is helping behind that, and um, will, will hopefully help behind the scenes for that. So really excited! Uh, thanks so much, Stuart, if you're listening, for being on. I'm sure he's going to listen to this. I'm sure he'll listen to himself. Uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thanks so much, man, for, for all your advice as well, because uh, it really does help. Look, if you enjoy this, obviously share for the competition. You can win a robotic. Oh yeah, please. Thank you. But also, I'd love you guys to just give it a review. If you love this podcast, give it a review on the Apple uh, Store, whatever. I don't know what it's called. But give it five stars. Five stars, obviously. Uh, Let's get some reviews in, shall we? Let's get some reviews. That'd be really nice. Thanks so much. Guys, you are awesome. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll just speak to you in the next one. Much love. Migration. Garden a podcast sponsored by Flyro.